The following content ain't getting shit for Christmas. Start the show. That's wild. <laughs> I, I know the vibes. I know I ain't getting the goddamn thing. Um, maybe liquor. Like I, I, the older you get, the more your presence at any in in any case consists of liquor. Oh, I know that all too well. That's the only form of gifting that I've received from my team this year. So that's why my liquor cabinet is stocked right now. Uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery I am your boy Oz I man you know what it is man you said boy D random man you know go die man you know what time it is right now man you know what about to do man so, sorry I, I've been awake been away from work for a week and, uh, <laughs> all of my my code switching has worn off the, the niggatry has returned the, the niggatry I've returned to my to my natural form I'm it's sorry powerful. about that it's powerful Oh, the niggatry is powerful in me. And, well, if that's the case, I I haven't been at work in nine months. <laughs> so when I get back in this workforce, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Oh, man. Oh, boy. I'm, this is a whole new nigga. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, let's see. How is, if hey. Again, my phone has eight different volumes. You got you got to turn them all down. Oh, no. We're not going to play that's that why right you gotta get the iPhone. Yeah. Uh, it's like that commercial. <laughs> it's like that commercial. Where is where is the silent button located on the phone? I don't have one. It's right here on Every, the side. Everyone has one. It's, it's, it's right, right here <laughs> on the side. Oh. Um, episode one nineteen. One nineteen. Uh, I I guess I don't even have to ask how your week was. <laughs> I see it on you. I had the best week all year, man. Uh, I did not work. Um, thank goodness. Uh, as as you can see, but the people at home cannot see. Right. Uh, I have began reconstructing my my studio space here, um, making more room, and you know, gonna do a little little soundproofing, a little you know, a little something something, a little you know what I mean? Hey, you know what I mean? Just trying to got a little podcast soundstage popping over here. No, we're trying to do something, man. And you know. try, see again, again, trying to make a better podcast for y'all. Wait till we get back into this video. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did he spill it? Did oh, he spill it? I'm sorry. I Did love I? it. I love it. No, no, fuck it. Let him know. Let him know. Uh, shit's only going to get better. Um. Uh, my week, uh, I will say my week, I caught up on a couple of things. I watched Bad Boys for Life for the first time. Wow. Um, when did that? Was that this year or last year? That was this year. I know a lot of wow. that was January because it was the biggest January release. Okay. A lot of things have taken place. Wow, that was the last movie I saw in theaters. And it might be the last one you get to see it. Wow. At this rate, that would be sad. Depressing. <laughs> well, depressing. It couldn't have been Endgame or something like that. It, oh, man. It was Bad Boys for Life. I, I remember back in the, the, the 20s, uh, they had a thing called movie theaters. And the last movie I saw was Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for Life. You know, and and I I get that all everybody got to make their old man rounds. 
mm-hmm. and get that last check out of the thing that they're known for. Um, Martin Lawrence has been playing this I'm too old for this shit game for a while. But now that Will Smith is trying to play the I'm too old for this shit game, let me tell you something. When Mike Lowry is talking about he's too old for this shit, <laughs> it's a depressing, sad state of affairs. Well, I, I will say, though, Martin Lawrence did play the role perfectly because he was like, I'm not going to do a push-up for this movie. But, yeah, but that wasn't hard. Martin Lawrence ain't did a push-up <laughs> since Bush Jr. Wow. He hadn't done a push-up since he was wearing that, uh, that trash bag and passed out. Okay, in yeah. the middle of the freeway, whatever Tis that true. shit was. Tis true. That was some exercise for your ass. Um, Why are we sitting here looking at these jello shots and not We are looking at jello shots and not, and, and not consuming them. Jello shots from the coworker, by the way. I don't know what's in it. I have not tried it. I have my suspicions. Mm. Oh, I have my suspicions. Mm. I just smelled it. I don't know. Let's see. Let's hit it. Mm. I taste no jello. Not a, not even a little bit. I taste no Jello. Oh my God! Oh, it's gonna be a good show. This is Jello covered liquor. Yeah, Jello colored liquor. Oh, holy shit! What is that? I'm gonna question that decision later. Um, but that's what the show is for. <laughs> Questionable decisions. Questionable decisions. <laughs> what? What? And what did we say? Bad decisions. Bad decisions begin with shots. Every time. Every fucking time. We gotta do that shirt. Yeah. We gotta do that shirt. Yep. We, 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 said on, we said on air that means we gotta do it. We're gonna do that shirt. Make a shirt and send it to Jess. She was the one that says, hey, I like that song. <laughs> Don't ever tell a nigga you like a song. Because they... They gonna wear that shit yeah. out. Every day. Nick, shut up! Begins <laughs> with shots. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you 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 fucked up, Jess. I just want you to know that. Mm. Shout out to you. Thank you for still listening to us. Still, um, we I I thank all the all the lady listeners because more and more I am getting the sense that people feel like opinions while black is a boys' club. No, someone actually someone actually gave us a shout out on on the uh, I think he reposted it on, on IG. Someone Grace, yes, Grace. one of our one of our, our family or uh, the opinions while black family did say that we were being very uh, intersectional about how we just said more cis men should talk about homophobia yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, we don't always get everything right, but we do appreciate when y'all uh, point out the times that we do. Yeah, uh, so thank you for that, Grace, because we do talk about titties a lot. We talk about titties a lot. I say pussy quite a bit on he the does. show. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for not writing us off completely as a boys club. <laughs> um, if you do feel that way, I understand completely why. Um, like every time you say eat a black owned dick. Every single time. And, and, then, and, then, and then back it up with no, mine specifically. <laughs> mine. Um, let's see. Flowers. We want to give out flowers this week to Coleman Domingo. Mm. Now, who is Coleman Domingo? I have to preface this by saying I have I, I, I just binged the most unbingeable show I've ever binged, which is Euphoria. That's a hard binge. It's tough. And that's a show that I'm glad I watched from week to week because every episode is heavy. I and, and that was the thing. I should have watched it weekly. When it was when it was on weekly, because 
you need that you need that week to breathe after an episode of Euphoria, especially if you have children. They're all heavy and they all feel kind of long in a in a cinematic movie kind of way. Mm-hmm. And that much heaviness and that much grim uh, content, four and five hours straight of that shit. That was a rough binge. <laughs> um, but you know it's grim and it's it's it's. It makes you uneasy, and sometimes it makes you uncomfortable. But it's a good show. It's an Um, excellent show. Zendaya is having the time of her fucking career. Like Zendaya is killing it, and it's still early. Who the fuck? She's still young. That good. She's still young. Oh my god! I I feel like I have to go back. That wasn't my era of Disney Channel, but I feel like I have to go back and 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 check this out. See, maybe we missed something. You don't. No, you don't. Okay, fair enough. Look, coming up with my niece. She maybe watched that little stupid show. Yeah. No. No. You Fair enough. To. I'll take that. Which is why when you know when I when I saw that she was well, I also think first of all that strangely enough her role in the Spider Man movies yeah are a good transition into seeing her in this role because in the Spider Man movie it's still a bit lighthearted but she's way more serious in that than she is in the Disney stuff. I kind of see it like after watching it, I kind of see it as like. What if, what if Rue were Mary Jane, like, yes. kind of thing? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. It's it's but like it's heavy. But I will say, I watched the winter special. Mm. Shows don't do that enough anymore. You know, you used to have Christmas specials and shit. Yeah. So they had kind of a winter Christmas special. Well, did, and, did you hear why they did it though? No. Um, and it and it's basically for COVID reasons. Okay. So they, they had already, cause I, there's somewhere it might've been on HBO max or somewhere. They showed, um, what's the creator's name? Um, Levinson. Sam yes. Levinson? He was talking about it and they were getting ready to start shooting season two, mm-hmm. um, on a, like on a Friday, they got everything prepared. And then that Monday they learned that they had to shut down production due to COVID. Oh man. So, you know, a few months went by and now that cause, and and they shot this fairly recently, like within the last maybe month or two. So they shot okay. it fairly recently. So but they know that, you know, because production hasn't happened for season 2 yet, they wanted something um that was relatively easy to shoot, um relatively low maintenance without a lot of staff on hand. Okay. Um to kind of bridge into season two and, and sure. he, he said very clearly very clearly this is not season two um this is you know something altogether it's still within the chronology the of everything it exists between seasons so for those of you who thought that rue might be dead at the end of season one she's in fact not dead she's very alive because this takes place on christmas eve 2020 she relapsed yeah and so um it's just an episode where she's sitting there talking with, uh, I call him Pancake Guy. Uh, his name was Ali. His name, the character's name is Ali. Apparently, his name was Martin. Yeah. Uh, but I call him Pancake Guy just because he shows. Just because the only time we see him, he shows up, has pancakes with Rue. Nothing wrong with that. Her, and tells her what the what 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 the vibes are for real. Yeah. And this whole episode was just this dude played by Coleman Domingo. Telling Rue what the what the what the vibes are for real and break and busting a lot of shit down in real time. Yeah, I I always say 
this nigga is like back when we back in the poetry days um at the spot there was always one nigga who wasn't necessarily a poet but when he got up when he got up on stage i don't know if he thought he was at an aa meeting or what he would just start kicking some real life shit mm-hmm maybe you might get a rhyme in there or something to make you think that this is poetry, but he would just start kicking some real life shit about some shit he went through. Yeah. And it wasn't poetry and we all knew it wasn't poetry, but it was so powerful. And this nigga had given us, had, had given a couple of us rides home, uh, <laughs> or done or, or done us a favor at some point where we just let this nigga cook. Yeah. Every poetry spot got one of these. He always knows where all the awareness meetings are. He knows where all the anonymous meetings are. He knows where he knows where all the real life emergency sh- uh, emergency shit is. Mm. And he's always good with the dude at the community center. Mm. That's Ali. Yeah, and he and and he been a crackhead in every life. <laughs> yeah. He lived many lives and been a crackhead in every one of them. Yeah, I, I think the I think the the beautiful thing about this is it, it was a master class in how to write a scene with just two people having a conversation. And make it some of the most engaging shit ever. Because he he did not let her out of it. Like he Ever. Did, and, and, and if you've ever had to have a real talk talk with someone, this was this was very much like that. And I commend the character and I commend the actor. Definitely the character, because there's no way you can tell a seventeen year old girl right. not to not to worry about relationship shit. But then add addiction to it. This is some heavy shit. And yeah. Coleman Domingo was killing it in every second. And I think one of the best moments we got, because this shit was so heavy, they actually give you kind of a an intermission where they play the song. I always forget what the song's called by Moses Sumney. Mm-hmm. Moses Sumney is having a good run. Yeah. Um, if you if if you've never heard of Moses Sumney, Moses Sumney, I would go to YouTube and look up the song Plastic. Uh, it's been on Insecure. It was, it was a it was a thing kind of before that, but wonderful song. Anyway, song by Moses Sumney where he goes outside and talks on and and gets on the phone with his estranged children mm-hmm. that he has not spoken to in some time because we figure out some real heavy shit about him in his past. And even in that moment, the mannerisms, the the the. The vocal tics, the facial expression, he was killing it. Yeah. And it was one of the most amazing moments of writing and definitely one of the most amazing moments of acting I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it's going to stick with me for quite some time. I will watch anything this guy does going forward, except Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, I was going to say. I respect myself too much to yeah, watch. Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead was, eh. Fear the Walking Dead is a shit show. I man, I got through like three episodes but of that. He's apparently in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which I, I plan oh, on watching. Everybody says that's good. Yeah. I, I I still have to watch it. I forgot that was out. I'll check it out this week. Yeah, same. Yeah, well we yeah, we definitely have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but salute to Coleman Domingo. He is definitely one of the best parts of this show. I've always said about this show, he is the exception in that every character in Euphoria falls under some part of the chaos spectrum. Those of you D&D nerds, everybody on this show <laughs> is either chaotic good, chaotic neutral, 
or chaotic evil. Except Pancake Guy, who when it comes to these people's situations and listening to this, he sort of exists outside of that and kind of almost speaks about these situations from an almost from the audience's perspective. Mm-hmm. He kind of exists in a different version of reality than these characters, mostly because these characters are like between 17 and 22. Yeah. Um, and he talks to them like an adult would because adults don't exist in this reality almost to a point that they've created for themselves. Right. Except McSteamy from uh, Grey's Anatomy, well, who might be one of the most fucked up characters. He's in the show. creepy. and Utterly creepy. When the fuck did he get this good? I just, I want to know like what he thought when he read for this role and was like, oh, all this happens? Right. <laughs> Sign me up. Like, and that's the other thing about this. People that you recognize from other things a little bit, you're like, when the fuck did they get this good? When the fuck did, Eric Dane is his name. Yeah. When the fuck did he get this good? Like, Grey's Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy, Shonda kind of tailors her shit for you. Eric Dane stepped up for to play Cal Jacobs. Yeah. So what the fuck did he get this good? So yeah, there's some people on this show fucking killing it. Zendaya is one, and Coleman Domingo is another one. Yeah. Um, also, I love this show because I have a thing for Zendaya in suits. Hmm. There was an episode where she was dressed like a prom king, like a like a prom king or something, in that tuxedo or shit. Very nice. The androgyny of Zendaya. I I fell for it. I'll give it to you. I fell for it. I love that somebody said on the show that she dresses like Seth Rogen. <laughs> it's all about Sydney Sweeney's titties. <laughs> uh, Air horn. <laughs> yes. Uh, humans ain't shit. Um, you know, on a side note, Tristan says this is, Tristan actually made a comment. She feels like, she doesn't like you for it because she says it's the closest she can imagine to child pornography. Despite all the characters being like in their mid to high 20s. She she never saw kids back in the day. She did not. Kids, (laughs) I mean, kids started off with two kids fucking. Looking at Rosario Dawson a lot different. Yeah. Um, and, and the crazy part is I, when I, I, I initially compared euphoria to kids yeah. when it came out, I was like, oh yeah, this is just a new version of kids. No, it's much worse. I'll say it goes much harder. <laughs> it's much worse. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, humans ain't shit. I'm going to keep this one as quick as possible. So the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian finale mm. happened this week. Yep. Um, there might be some minor spoilers, so... If uh, you don't want to be spoiled at all, just avoid the next five minutes. Yeah, just avoid five minutes. It's fine. Um, so, big things happen at the end of the Mandalorian finale. Yeah. Um, and one of the complaints that the naysayers had, which I don't usually... I, I try to address the naysayers of a thing that I like because that it, it kind of goes against my code. I just I invest in the things I like. I ignore the things I don't like um, and move on because the things I like deserve more praise. Having said that, I am so fucking sick of this complaint about Star Wars being fan service. 
And it's not just that it's fan service. It's that, oh, it's fan service and you rubes keep falling for it. Um, let me let me make a couple of things very clear. Uh, one, yeah, I fell for it. I fell for it. I gladly fell for it. I'd fall for it again because I can and because I enjoyed it and because you're not my fucking high school principal and you can't suspend me or whoop me. Um, I fell for it because I liked it. That's what happens when you like something. You fall for it. Yeah. Um, second, fan service. Saying that Star Wars is fan service is not a new revelation. Anything that goes on for as long as it does will become fan service inevitably. Buffy became fan service. It took five seasons. Um, uh, Doctor Who took about 40 to 50 years. Sherlock, two seasons. And so it, it should go without saying. The Marvel movies, instantly. Instantly. Instantly fan service. The same thing with Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars, after the first movie, there's a whole big push to sell toys. That was like, and that's really been its beck and call for the last 40 years is his merchandising. It's a, it's a, it's a marketing campaign. Yes. Before anything else, Star Wars is the greatest marketing campaign ever devised by man. Do you realize there was a solid 15 years where no new Star Wars content was being made? Right. And they were still selling brand new merchandise? Yes. That's how heavy a marketing campaign is. So telling us that it's fan service now... It's a little hipsterish on your part. That's also expecting a lot more from Star Wars. It's it's, I've I've said before, it's the greatest B movie franchise of all time ever, and that's not taking anything away from it. It's also not a very complex, layered, or deeply nuanced story to begin with. It's called Star Wars. It and 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 when back before they started making new content, fans were complaining about. The fans who loved it were complaining about how George Lucas made this shit up as he went. Which he did. Which he absolutely did. And we absolutely still love it. And guess what? If you hate the thing, fine. If you hate that it's fan servicey or whatever, fine. But quit asking me why I'm falling for it. Quit, leave me the fuck out of it. If you hate something, go on and hate it. I hate this new thing where you can't just dislike something. You have to blame other fans who liked it as as if they have ruined the thing for you. Also, my thing is, what problem did y'all have with it? Like, and, and, Oh, God, the stupid shit where it was like, oh, well, so-and-so showed up. Oh, I don't fucking I'll say it. Oh, Luke Skywalker showed up to save him. But there was totally other things they could have done to stop the Dark Troopers. That's always the case in these fucking movies. Right, I mean... But they're telling a specific story, and they told their specific story. They didn't want that. They didn't want them to just turn around. They didn't just want them to go over to the computer panel and turn off the Dark Troopers. As if they just magically knew how to do that. They wanted you to go, holy shit. Luke Skywalker fucked up a bunch of robots. Which is what we've been waiting for. That's what they 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 wanted. And I was reading something before, but Mark Hamill was like, "We knew this. We knew about this before they did Mandalorian season one. So they've known for well over a year that Luke Skywalker was going to appear, and they they were able to keep it a secret. So it's not. And if it is fan service, fuck you. So the fuck what? I got I got three messages that morning when I woke up. Oz was one of them. Was like, make sure you watch the Mandalorian. Don't look at anything else. Don't read the was, news. Don't get spoiled. Bruh. Because I <laughs> knew immediately 
when I saw it, I was like, oh, the big spoiler is going to end up in the keywords on like yeah. Twitter and Instagram, and it's going to be spoiled before like noon. Yeah. So I texted Randall at like 8.30 in the morning. I was like, watch this shit now. Yeah. Now. <laughs> and I did. Now, and I can imagine, I, and I was still like, oh, shit. I could imagine how much even more oh, shit I would have been. If I didn't even have a heads up for the spoiler and knew that a spoiler, I mean, and knew that something big was coming. Facts. So when y'all talk about denouncing fan service, that's that's a big part of those moments. It, it's like it's like Captain America getting the hammer yeah. in Endgame. I didn't know that was going to happen. And when I was in the theater and saw that shit, I stood up. It was like, yeah! I lost my fucking shit. That's fan service because I've been I've been waiting to see that moment since like Age of Ultron or, or whenever they were playing with the hammer. It's ever since I knew that he did it in the book. So y'all learn how to enjoy shit, or don't, or don't, and but let just other leave people us the fuck alone. Let other people enjoy the shit. Let people enjoy things. If you hate it, hate it. Leave me the fuck out of it. That's all I ask. Leave me the fuck out of it. Song of the week. Song of the week. Um, I've been playing a lot of kind of mainstreamy type shit lately. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and slow it down a little bit. Uh, this is an artist that I have not previously heard of named Nini. Uh, the song is Out of the Blue. Go ahead and pour yourself something. This is a nice little slow jam. Oh, excuse me, it's Rini. I'm sorry, Rini. R-I-N-I. Okay. Out of the blue. Uh, nice little slow jam. Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Came out of the blue.
And that was Out of the Blue by Reenie. Mm. Nice little slow joint. Mm. I like that all the all the uh, falsetto niggas are, <laughs> are, uh, are are coming back during this. There's just been this power vacuum since uh, we canceled Daniel Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we got him. To, I, I love it now that we got him the fuck out of here. All the, all the falsetto niggas are showing up to try to take the throne. Until Pharrell comes back. <laughs> um, Pharrell off in a, I don't know, whatever... Wherever, wherever people from Fantasia go, the Ivory Tower or whatever, it's being rich, the childlike emperor. Um, what is? Let's see, what's the stuff that happened this week? Oh, Tom Cruise's little meltdown. <laughs> in case you did not, in case you were not aware, Tom Cruise had a complete fucking meltdown on the set of Mission Impossible Seven. Uh, or eight, or I don't know. They're, it's seven. It's seven. Okay, they're getting up there. Um, he is. He lost his fucking shit. Apparently, there were some people not following COVID regulations. Uh, maybe they weren't masked, or maybe they weren't social distancing. I don't know what it, what exactly it was. All we know is they weren't following COVID rules, and for whatever reason, they will never do that shit again. Ever. Tom Cruise melted all the fucking way down. I mean, he lost his goddamn shit. I mean, I've never, I've never heard of, I've never heard of Tom Cruise. I've heard of him being difficult, supposedly. As time goes on, I've heard of you know varying things where it's like, okay, well, he's a big name. Yeah. He might be a little, you know, hard to work with. He, I've never heard of anything where he was losing his shit. People have been comparing it to Christian Bale. Wow. Uh, who lost it during like the Terminator movie? Um. And the reason nobody kind of blames him is because it's a fucking pandemic and we're sick of y'all not taking this shit seriously. Yeah. And who wants, like, who wants to get sent home? I know some of y'all been out here after like eight days back at work and then y'all got to get your shit shut down because somebody was fucking up. Imagine that, but countless jobs at stake. Um, because somebody wasn't doing the right thing. As a matter of fact, let's see, do I have it here? man said fuck your apology yeah your apology means nothing it's uh that's, i don't blame him that's worse all. than my parents have ever spoken to me <laughs> <laughs> and my old man put a gun to my head twice oh my god oh <laughs> that's another episode i mean it, it, yo, it, and here's the thing i don't blame him because and because uh, and they say a few people quit after that good good that we have to stop. Sometimes people have to talk to you like a fucking person. Sometimes people just have to level with you and talk to you 
like like you have to be talked to. And I know I was one of those people who who was not a fan of the way so and so uh the true kitchen guy was talking to those women and talking to the people at uh true kitchen but i think this is a far cry different than twerking on the fucking couch well this is this is affecting people's livelihood and countless people and as a person who also manages a team at work i always i've had to balance that since march of this year um you know in, in a respecting people's personal liberties while also reminding them frequently that we still operate as a team and your actions outside. And, and, and that's the thing that people's actions outside of what happened at work can affect our ability to work. So I can only imagine in seeing them doing something outside of regulation or whatever, while actually on set. And, and I saw a few people's criticisms of his rant and they were, a lot of people were like, well, you know, it's, it's just a movie. It's not, not like, not like it's an essential job or anything. We don't need movies. You know, they're just spoiled and whiny. People keep forgetting that any movie production, especially one on this level, employs thousands of people. And they're not all actors and they're not all, you know, glamorous. They are craftsmen. Correct. They are people with very regular jobs. They are local vendors. A lot of people, any, just, when, you look at a, when you look at a celebrity or you look at a movie star or something, there are a lot of people at any given time who make a lot of money off of it, who make who make their money specifically, not even a lot of money, who make their money specifically off of keeping them yeah. in the movie business. Right. It's never just one person. Correct. So, yeah, if they shut down production on that movie, then, you know, it also affects a lot of, it, it affects hundreds of not thousands of people, even in that local economy, who are not in the movie, but who are attached to it by providing some type of service to it. And they, and they, they currently depend on that in order to survive. And investors lose confidence and yeah. they stop and they stop investing in movies going forward. Cause we don't know when this shit is going to be over for real. Um, it's a domino effect. And he was saying earlier in the rant that he had been on the phone with a lot of people, mm -hmm. insurance people, other, other movie studios yeah. that are very invested in how these movies are coming along. Right. And if they come to fruition in the COVID era. Yeah. And if, you know, and there's a, if something this big fails and like you said, they're going to lose confidence in other productions as well on, on different scales. Um, I also heard a lot of y'all um, come, you know, saying, well, I wish he had the same energy for criticizing, you know, abuse <sighs> in Scientology. Guys, multiple things can be true. Multiple things can be true at the same time. We can still shit on him for what he does with Scientology. We can also applaud him for taking a stand here. Because it's the right stand. And also because I want to see Mission Impossible 7. Because the last one was fucking awesome. You know, I, and, and that's the thing. Y'all don't realize, like, this is just the microcosm of a lot of things that are happening out in the world. It's true. There are people in different service industries, for example, who... Um, are affected by local and state lockdowns and so forth. And, and if y'all are out there fucking around, um, throwing COVID parties and somebody shuts down a city or a County or whatever, it affects a lot of people in the service industry for that amount of time that they're out and they don't have any income. And, but you know, y'all going to be like, well, you know, you should do something different. Then it's, it doesn't make you non-essential. I don't, I don't like how picky and choosy people are. 
about what they take a stand what they take a stand on in the COVID era when a lot of them aren't doing the right thing. Gucci was just in town last weekend. That shit was wall to wall. There was not a mask in sight. Probably the address. Yeah, I, I said would, it. It's probably the address. I would not be surprised. And that place is a trash establishment. <laughs> I said it. Fuck them. I've never been trash. I don't, I don't hear good things about it. Trash. Trash. Um, I remember they tried to have a reverse brunch. What is that? Exactly. They tried to have a reverse brunch. No, seriously, what is it? It's brunch at night. That's it's brunch at night. That's, that's dinner. Yeah. Exactly. That's stupid. And they tried that and they tried to get people in there. And when they got people in there under the guise of doing reverse brunch, um, they didn't have uh brunch ready. Because they didn't pay the you, guy who cooked it. You had all day to do brunch and still <laughs> didn't have it ready? <laughs> um, just to show how trashy, how trash some establishment, Look, establishments when, when are. they included the gratuity on a on a two-drink tab that I paid for, it, it was it was like mandatory gratuity of 18%. And I had to wait, near, and I had to wait nearly a half hour to get those two drinks. My credit card APR is cheaper than that. I, I, I did. See, it, see, you gonna get. You're, we get off topic. Gonna, I would say this gonna get us on a whole other thing. Get off topic. There's a couple of these places we can rail on. All that to say, y'all not taking this shit seriously, man. And y'all need to start. Don't y'all? Don't y'all? I was watching Euphoria, and the first thing I thought was, Am I the only person who misses late night, late night pancake talks? Late Going night to anything. Waffle House. Late night anything. <laughs> late night anything. After the party's over, man, somebody, one one random person gonna go, man, I want some pancakes, dog. And we all gonna end up at IHOP or Platinum Denny's over there on Southmore. Never again. Oh, we, oh, the poetry people. No, we've gotten kicked out of Platinum Denny's numerous times. Uh, we were way too rowdy for them. Uh, Mize. Over there. Oh, yeah. Definitely got kicked out of there. It takes a lot to get kicked out of my eyes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Salute to tiny-ass Tom Cruise. Uh, did you hear Lil Wayne may or may not have sold his masters? Yeah, I've, I've heard about that. Uh, I heard, not I've, only his, but Young Money's masters. All the Young Money's masters. Yeah, I heard I heard he's in a little bit of financial trouble. Um, For $100 million. I heard he, yeah. Heard he might be looking at some jail time, yeah. which is also why he might have been up Trump's ass last month. Trying to get that pardon. Trying to get that, that preemptive pardon. Yeah, not going to happen. It also means that Wayne does, I mean, not, not Wayne, that Drake does not own his masters. And neither does Nicki Minaj. That's interesting. Huh. That's huh. interesting. Huh. It's particularly interesting for Nicki. Because of all the shit she talks? Yes. She moves like somebody you would think on their masters. Yuck money. Um, Drake, I'm surprised, but I'm also not surprised. I'm just surprised that that he has not been in the position up to this point to buy his masters back. That's a now that is perplexing. Although I don't imagine that comes cheap. And he has quite a catalog at this point. Also, Drake has money. 
I'm curious to know why Drake wasn't able to buy the cow. That's neither here nor there. I don't care about other people's money. I also don't care about other people's money. I think this is. I do think this is in, interesting from an industry perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always interested in the masters discussion because, as somebody that is knowledgeable a little bit, but not as knowledgeable, the science of determining the worth of someone's masters and determining what's worth giving that up, yeah, what amount of money is worth giving that up. Um, I would think some of these, like Drake and Nicki, are some of the biggest artists of the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think their masters would be pretty priceless. And to give them up for $100 million seems like a steal. Yeah, I mean, even Wayne's alone. I mean, Wayne has been around for quite some time. His his catalog is also worth quite a bit. Uh, it's, you know. That's kind of incredible. And so every time I hear one of their songs on anything. Yeah soundtrack whatever i'm gonna think of that how much does somebody how much does somebody part with to get that song on and how much more is universal or whoever how much more are they are they pocketing that's if any of this is actually true yeah i'm pretty sure it is what's also true is that Lil wayne has some of the shittiest dreadlocks i've ever seen all time wow that looks bad all time he looks like I mean, his dreadlocks look like white people dreadlocks almost. He doesn't wash them. He doesn't. He does not wash them. Mm. Um, let's see. What else is going on? You didn't watch that Too Shorty 40 versus last night, did you? That was a listener alert. No, I did not. Okay. No. No. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, the People versus Lizzo. So, this is another example of how you can never please everybody all the time. Lizzo, I noticed on social media, has been getting into like juice cleanses. And she I think she did like a green smoothie cleanse recently. Why? Um, I don't know. That's the, that's the young millennial thing to do. That's the young millennial thing to do. You know, you do your little green smoothie cleanse. You wave, you wave sage all over your fucking house for no reason. And, you know, and now you're... You're, you're 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 cleansing your spirit and all that shit. Whatever. Not, not to be rude, not to be rude. And and I promise you, this is not fat shaming. Okay. That's not going to do anything for her. That doesn't do anything for a lot of people. Yeah, and, and like to me, but, that's but that's I, but that's besides the point. Okay. That's besides the point. I don't I don't know that she's doing. I don't know that she's doing it to lose weight or whatever. I I think it's a you can do you can do cleanses and not necessarily be out to lose weight. This is just what I've been told. Yeah. You can do cleanses for all kinds of health reasons to clean your system out. I don't know I don't know whether or not that's the case with her. She was just chronicling that she was doing a juice cleanse. Right. And people dragged her on social media claiming that she was fat phobic. Lizzo was working out back when y'all were applauding her for body positivity. Lizzo was working out and exercising. Lizzo has always been working out and exercising. As long as, I mean, as long as she's been a mainstream artist that I know of, I followed her and she's always been exercising. My thing is, 
Y'all turned on her so fast on a fucking dime because she looking out for your health is not the same as fat phobic. Sometimes those things get conflated and for good reason. I understand it to a point, but y'all are getting a little out of hand. Somebody should be able to look out for their internal gut health. Well, that's that's also one of the downsides, and it's an unfortunate downside of body positivity culture, so to speak. And body positivity is usually defined by the people who are observing and not necessarily the actual participants. So people may look at Lizzo's um, view of herself and they term it as body positivity. The problem with that is that a lot of people set expectations that that person is always going to be happy in that state. Right. So if Lizzo, does, let's say Lizzo wakes up tomorrow and Lizzo's like, I want to lose 100 pounds. There are people in the body positivity movement that are like, they're going to go, oh, well, all of a sudden now, you're a traitor. She, she hates the way that she looks. She hates it. Oh, no, she could, she could wake up one day and say, I want to lose 100 pounds because I feel that it is, it's in the best interest of my health. And it, it's fucked up if people take any attempt to do anything healthy the wrong way because they want because they identify that person in that particular space. How y'all turn on people on a dime? Like, and and it, it, it's goofy. And also, what the fuck are you so worried about about her gut health for anyway? What? Why? And, and it's really only because you want to piggyback talking shit about people. You really want to back, piggyback really and talk down on people that you feel like aren't up to the standards that you have set for yourself. You don't even meet your own standards. What the fuck is somebody else got to meet your standards for? Nine times out of ten, we aspire to certain standards for ourselves, and nine times out of ten, we fail. Mm-hmm. You don't even meet your standards. What the fuck are you looking at somebody else to meet your standards for? Fuck you. And <clears throat> as long as y'all want to beat your dicks about health, about people's health and shit, we have to. Have, do we? If you want to, if you really want to get horny about that, we have to have some real conversations. For one, we have to have a real conversation about the fact that the BMI shit has to die. It's been proven multiple times to be. Uh, racially unequal and does not and, and does not treat black people equitably especially if you big boned it like me right you know what i'm saying it's just, we have to stop that shit there we have to we have to come to the we have to come to some real conclusions about how health professionals are not ne- do not necessarily view us equally because those certain health professionals professionals excuse me are in fact racist and they either feel, they either see your body as superior or inferior usually inferior hmm. and how do we know what kind of doctor Lizzo has been talking to if she's been talking to a doctor at all if she's felt like talking to a doctor at all there's a lot of shit you don't know to be coming to the conclusions you come to about somebody else's body so you know what the solution to all this is? Shut the fuck up and mind your business. Mind your business. How the, where the fuck do you get off telling somebody who dances and plays the flute for an hour and change on stage every night that they're out of shape? Meanwhile, you can't make it to your front door 
without breaking a sweat. You break a sweat stay getting up the stairs. This isn't an episode about Jason Whitlock, is it? No. Okay. It could be. No. 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 Okay, fine. I'm just saying, people got a lot of people got a lot of shit to say when they're not even meeting their own standards. You go bash you go bash Lizzo for what she is and ain't doing, and then go right back to go right back to bashing yourself for not looking like Michael B. Jordan. Oh, am I just putting my own business out there? I, was, I, was, yes, I, I didn't, think I I, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> oh, oh, is that just me? Yes, yes, it is. Not the bashing Lizzo part, mind you, but um, leave Lizzo the fuck alone. That's all I'm saying. Leave Lizzo the fuck alone. Mind your own health. Mind your own fucking business. The fuck is wrong with you? Lizzo, call me. Man, fuck that. Listen, get the pipe. Fuck the bullshit. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, wow. I just, I, we, gotta, we gotta be honest about these things. Hey. Um, what else? Oh, U of H, you know the U of H basketball team caught COVID? <laughs> uh, that's that's not funny. I'm not like that. No, it's not funny, yeah. but at the same time, when the fuck is somebody going to put a pin in this shit and finally be the mature one to say, hey, guys, this shit ain't working. And if we're not doing as much as the NBA is doing to keep COVID off the, off the court, maybe we shouldn't be doing this shit. And, you know, the difference between the NBA and the NCAA is that there are 32 NBA teams. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of colleges. And coordinating all that... It's just, and, and and in a year where I'm pretty sure they've had significantly significantly declining tuitions, uh, and the athletic departments, specifically football departments of a lot of these campuses, have been their lifeblood. They're going to try everything they can to keep athletics alive, to keep that money coming in. Agreed. Uh, they're going to run their players into the ground and and wait for them to get COVID before they shut the door on anything. And there have been a few football programs who, that have had to end their seasons early because they don't have enough people to suit up because of COVID. I knew they didn't give a fuck when Nick Saban caught COVID and nobody said shit. And they kept moving. And they kept it pushing. If Nick Saban, that cash cow? That lets you know they don't give a fuck about the rest of y'all. If one of the greatest college football coaches currently coaching right now can get COVID and life just marches on, that is, that's a problem. Joe Paterno No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do, do that. It. I'm not doing that. I'm Don't not I'm not resurrecting that, yeah. that shit show. Yeah. <laughs> I was making a comparison there. I'm not raising that shit show from the grave. Um, Somebody has, somebody has to be the adult in this situation. I feel like, and, and and that's me asking a lot from these people because these me, these people stand to make so much money off of uh, off of these these games and these seasons continuing, which is why we're getting an NBA season in December. Let's go! Um, I'm definitely ready for that, but still, it just goes to show um, there are some people who just need to wake up and smell the pandemic. Um, it does not smell good either. It does not smell good. It's not a good smell. It smells like ass. Yeah, man. 
uh, uh, smells like funky corn chips. Mm. Smells like wet white people. Yeah, man. Okay. It smells like a wet St. Bernard coming in through the cat door. <laughs> Damn. Um, Who the fuck asked for a coming to America sequel? You know, it sounded it sounded like a neat idea. I didn't did it, though. Like, I, I guess my thing with these things is I'm always leery of the people who want to make a 30, a 30 years later sequel of a movie where everybody lived happily ever after and got everything they wanted. Yeah. Right down to the soul glow guy. They just got to, they got to, you know, they got to recycle their story for the next generation of people. Uh, Coming to America still stands out to me as a perfect comedy. Like it, it was obviously one of my favorite movies of, of the 80s, but to me it was a perfect comedy. Uh, it was perfect storytelling from beginning to end. 100%. And wrapped it up in a bow. So anything that you do now is fan service. I just don't see how, and even then, I'm, I'm, I'm lost <laughs> on how much fan service you can do out of coming to America. Oh, you if you bring back the original cast and add a few more, that's... The Seizure Queen guy is back. It, wait, is he? I don't know. I don't know. I, I saw a handful of screenshots from that shit. All I know is I saw Wesley Snipes looking like a gorilla soldier. He has straight backs. <laughs> and with straight backs and Tiana Taylor with a machine gun, and I knew what the vibes were. Hey, it does not look promising. I'm going to watch it, but I also heard that it did not test well so far. Unsurprising. Yeah. Uh, now, Eddie and Arsenio look good. Yeah. Money, money will age you well. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna put that they're gonna cake that makeup on you. Money will age you well, especially Eddie. And Eddie you know, had nowhere, he had nothing to do and nowhere to go but sit around his house and have and and have a fine wife. And I, you know, I want to, I want to still appreciate James Earl Jones while we still have him. I agree. I agree. Because, you know, 2020 was a hard year. Yeah, we know the vibes are. Anything can happen. (laughs) Anything can happen. They took Debo. You know, if if we could keep Jaffe along for a while, you know, know, I'll support that. This might not devolve into a shit show. But. I don't have high expectations. I don't have. Yeah, no. I don't expect this to be good. Um, I expect to laugh three times. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you, I expect to laugh three times during this whole deal. Um, I wonder, I I wonder if he's going to reprise like the barbershop characters, right? Because the barbershop characters were already kind of old. This yeah, was thirty years ago. Like, going to be rough. Like the old Jewish guy is, he has to be dead by it now. Really, he should be dead. Yeah, they ought to yeah. go back to the old barbershop. It'd be a whole new, whole new crew in there. They've gentrified it. It's a coffee shop in the barbershop. Oh damn, that would be crazy. Yeah, yeah, because I think they because I think that part was in uh in yeah. Harlem. It would be like a tea shop or some shit. No, it was in Queens. That's where it was. Oh. It was in Queens. Yeah. Oh, if it was in Queens, that's hella gentrified now. Yeah. Um, if it was in Brooklyn, it would be a Starbucks well, at this yeah. point. It'd yeah. be a wrap. Einstein bagel upstairs and shit. <laughs> um, have we destroyed Tulum? And by we, I mean niggas. I went just in time, I think. You were just in time? It'll be almost two years ago. I feel like we've destroyed Tulum, man. I feel like I've seen a couple of viral videos 
Where the chick is hanging. <laughs> he said viral. <laughs> where the chick is hanging off the shower, the shower, the glass shower door, and it just breaks. Oh, was that in Tulum? I think that was in Tulum. Damn it. I, if that's the vibes out there, bro, I think we've destroyed Tulum. I think we've officially... Tulum has come and gone like the fall of Rome. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Somebody on Twitter said that the way we do traveling, this is not just black people, the way we do traveling and tourism as a whole in other countries is akin to colonialism. Oh, no doubt. Especially Americans, no doubt. Most certainly Americans. Because Tulum was a, a sleepy little a sleepy little Mexican town. Niggas discovered it. I don't know if it was Megan or one of these one of these rappers was there on IG once. My, might have even the future. Um taking his girl to the same shit he took the last girl to. Um Tulum was a sleepy little town and then all of a sudden everybody wanted to fucking go because it was one of the three places that'll even let us in because we don't know how to sit the fuck down during a pandemic. Yeah. And now it's become what happens, which is it becomes a resorty town where they build everything around attracting your money, where they build everything around price gouging, Around a, around a, a, a handful of specific hotels and resorts, and they, they do everything they can to get your money, and that's what that's why I always love about these passports over Jordan bougie niggas is that for all the shit they talk about getting out of the country and getting some culture other than yours, most of you niggas don't even leave the resort. I, I think my I think my issue with that whole passport over Jordan things and also fuck Amanda Seals. Is that if you're gonna tell people to do that, at least encourage them to embrace the culture. Um, it seems that a lot of a lot of your folks have been going over there just to do the same dumb shit they do over here. And it's perfect. And don't get me wrong; it's perfectly okay to go over there and party and chill and hang out or whatever. Um, but I also feel like getting away from where you are also entails you possibly doing things that you don't do at home like relaxing on the beach yep reading a book or, or the kindle all these things can be considered yeah. vacation eating some nice food maybe 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 getting a sense of the culture out there if it is a place that and, and honestly tulum doesn't have a lot in the way of cultural attractions to look at it's really a beach town and if you want to stay on the resort and and do resorty things, yeah, perfectly fine. Don't fuck it up. You know what I noticed? Anthony Bourdain, God rest his soul. Anthony Bourdain never hung out around the resort. Nah, that's my guy. That's my kind of traveler. He got out there. He got out there. He sat on the, he sat on the little grass on on the little grassy uh, stools and shit. What, what was it he used to say? If, if you really want to get a sense of the culture of a place. The working class. The working class, yeah. The working class is where it's at. Not these... the Because those resorts, they even the people they hire that you think are giving you a sense of the culture, mm-hmm. they hire them to make you feel that way. Yeah. They know way more English than they're telling you. Yeah. And they know way more... And... and, and they know way more, and, and they know you don't know any Spanish for real. They're creating that. They're creating that vibe for you. 
They're creating that vibe for you that's just trying to suck your money in. They're just trying to get you out here because they know you're going to spend money. It's like anybody that visits Jamaica. Your experience is carefully curated. 100%. If, if you go to Jamaica, you talk about how beautiful it is and all the beaches and all that. They are carefully curating the experience for you. They don't let you. They don't let you meet the real weed guy. You know what I'm saying? The the mopeds are programmed <laughs> to not deviate from this road. You're not gonna see the yardies out there. You know what I'm saying? You're and, not gonna go into a shanty town. So yeah, I feel like there's a level of colonialism happening where these 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 towns are created with the intention of getting our money, but they're also they're they're making they're making us feel like we're traveling but they're also reminding us that we are american and they're making us think that that's something to be proud of because we get over there and are proudly american well what most people enjoy about americans is that we tend to just spend our money very very freely it's true and that's when we, get, why when we get on vacation we don't know how to fucking act yeah um yes and, and as we speak i mean they're there's a they're about to have a 17 day Dance festival in Tulum. Jesus Christ! With thousands of people expected to attend, um, and it's mostly sold out. Starting January thirty first, going through December sixteenth. I mean, no, December thirty first, going through January sixteenth. It's an immersive electronic experience. Fuck out of here! Fuck out of here! Even the picture don't look uh, don't look uh, tantalizing. Mm. I don't see no mask out there. Well, of course, that's probably from previous years, but probably gonna have a foam party out there. You know what? I, you know what I think is happening. Some of these continents are having undesirable weather and natural and, and natural disasters uh, because the Earth is woken up and they trying to they the Earth is trying to keep some of y'all in the house uh, selectively. Australia always got some shit going on. You see that thing where Australia has, where there's a part of Australia that has like up to your knees in sea foam, but it's all snakes. <laughs> I shit you not. Somewhere in Australia, they it, it's like it, it's like half the half that region is covered in sea foam, and it's just and they say it's just littered with snakes everywhere. What the fuck have you ever heard of that happening? First of all, um, yeah, fuck Australia and most of its animals. Snakes might be lurking under massive amounts of sea foam. No bullshit, I told you. Wow. Yeah. Um, like up to your knees in that shit. That is amazing. May or may not be snakes in there. <laughs> if that doesn't keep you in the house, you're just a fucking idiot. We are, humanity is definitely a virus. I will say that. 100%. We are the true pandemic. It is not COVID. All right. Y'all ain't gonna, y'all ain't gonna be satisfied until Mark Wahlberg and the talking trees show up. Um, and then, and then there's that other part of Australia that's just where all the trees are just covered in spiders. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm good on that. Fuck all that. That's regular Australia right there. Fuck all of that. If that don't keep y'all dumbasses in the house, I don't know what will. Um, let's see. Do I have anything else? What else is important? Oh, you see where the theater industry is threatening to slash the prices on Warner Brothers movies? 
to spite them. Not bad at them. That would be a fantastic plan. Because oh, uh, in case you didn't know, um, people the the theater industry is mad with Warner Brothers because they decided that they're going to release uh, their 2021 catalog both simultaneously on HBO Max and releasing in the theater. But if it's on HBO Max, there's no incentive to go to the theater unless yeah. you just really want to be in the theater. Um, I, I and they think the the theater industry is upset and they think that they're going to drive the movie prices down uh, to get people in the theater despite HBO Max. The problem with that is this is a fucking pandemic and nobody in their right mind... Listen, the movies tried to tried to drive the prices down to 50 cents. <laughs> they tried to have people going to see Tenet for 50 cents. And if people didn't want to see Tenet for 50 cents, they damn sure don't want to get you know, 25 or 30% off of a movie and go, y'all fuck that up yourselves. Y'all were so horny to get Tenet out and get people to go watch Tenet. Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure Christopher Nolan's name is all over this. Goofy. This whole thing. Goofy. And I think the, the movie industry in 2021 is going to have to finally grow up and, and figure out what its big boy pants look like. Every other industry has had to adapt. The, the music industry has gone through its changes, and now it's firmly in in streaming. And There's no it, reason this shouldn't include you, right? And 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 maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But whatever whatever comes from the the the, the movie industry, they need to figure it out. And and it, it one of the things that I've talked to my production partners about was that this is particularly alarming for indie creators and independent movies because a lot of them depend on having large theaters available with other tentpole films in there so that they can maybe get you know a couple viewings on the screen and now if movie theaters are suffering indie creators like like we said the the a24s and the sony classics of the world are gonna have to figure out how to showcase their material But, but on the flip side this may open up opportunities for them to do more um you know, experienced-based viewings, um, experience-based viewings, that's what I was trying to say, okay. uh, something more catered to a, a very, to a, a niche or a particular crowd. But either way it goes, they're going to have to figure it out. And and honestly, I think the indie, I think the indie people are going to be the ones that, that are the quickest to figure it out. Yeah. Because the indie people, that's, that's their bread and butter, is being able to navigate and go without. Yeah. Except, the new thing, except the thing traditionally has been um, doing what you can do with your resources and holding out until you can get on mm-hmm. and then getting somebody else to pour their resources into it. I think that's going to be le- less and less likely here. So it's going to be them doing what they can to innovate and to get people to consume this content, which the indie people are traditionally just better at. Um, I'm betting... The indie people are okay, and the corpos um, throw themselves out the window. Yeah, there's more consequence on the on the on the major industry side. Um, broke people like myself who make movies, we're I mean we're fine for now because we're used to being in this position. There's 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 a shorter distance for us to fall. True. Larger studios really have to figure it out because 
their lifeblood has been in controlling an energy that suits them. And now that that control is kind of out of their hands, they're going to have to figure out a new way to get it done. Facts. Um, I think that's a great that's a great place for us to take a break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. I'm feeling good. I need to rehydrate. I, <laughs> I've been drinking straight the whole time. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I didn't know mm-hmm. what was going on. Okay. Um, you never know what somebody's going through. It's true. It's true. Some of us might be drinking straight. Bad decisions begin with drinking straight. <laughs> they usually end with it. Oh, bad decisions usually end up on your face. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped Um, Trump people are having trouble getting laid that doesn't sound like news to me it it, it shouldn't be and yet (laughs) Um, I just read a story on god.daily.com um what is this guy's name? Oh, this Twitter this Twitter guy by the name of War Clandestine. Already not getting laid off the name of Already he is the he is the most annoying Call of Duty player of all time. Um <clears throat> told this tale of how his spirit was crushed by a woman he was about to have sex with. <laughs> um asked him if he voted for Trump. Apparently instead of answering her, he just put his pants on, chugged some wine, and left to drive off and have an existential crisis. A couple things wrong there. Okay. Okay. What you got? What you got? First of all, if you are about to do the thing, why are you talking about politics? First of all. I, um, honestly, I think I think that's as good as an STD test. I mean, I, but that I, happens well before the pants come off, though. Well, that's true. Too. That happens before y'all go home. That's true too. That's that's some first date shit. That's like at these days and times. That's like first date, second question shit. What's your name? I'll give you that, Jim. Who did you vote for? Does it matter? Thank you. Have a good night. She probably got one more. She should have got one more question. I was asking the Trump question and asking if their parents are still together. Wow. Uh. This is good because it, it Trump voters should not be rewarded with sex. No, not at all. That doesn't make any sense. I, and and just like I advised black men to stop fucking the white women, which is incredible. Which is incredible because to this day, white white women totally listen to this show. I, I mean, I don't. I don't have. I don't. Ha- I don't have an opinion on. The, um. Still, just like we told them, to stop fucking the white women. Uh, we we gotta stop fucking the Trump people. I, it's amazing that I have to say that. Gotta stop fucking the Trump people. Should have never started. Actually, should not have started. Um. Apparently, like I said, this guy. This guy knew the vibes. He he got up, put his pants on, and, <laughs> and wouldn't play Call of Duty, and left, and probably went home and played Call and of Duty. and called somebody a nigger. 
Oh, well, I mean, he certainly did that. <laughs> he did that whether he got on Call of Duty or not. Um, I'm not saying that... I'm not saying that all Trump supporters are racist. I am saying that all racists are Trump supporters. Um, there's a whole I, there's a whole reading of this. I'm not gonna do it all. I went to I went to D.C. last night to visit a girl I've been seeing. I met her from a dating app due to the fact that bars are shut down. And it's hard to meet people. As she's on top of me, she stops kissing me, looks me in the eyes, and asks, "You voted? You didn't vote for Trump, did you?" Number two, I stared back at her for a brief, brief moment, politely peeled her off, peeled her off of me, then, without a word, began putting my clothes and shoes on. She is frantically asking where I am going as I take the rest of the bottle of Syrah to the face. Bottle of what? Syrah. S Y R. A-H. Okay, so not Ciroc. Okay, no, so no, he's no, definitely no. was not black. Okay. I said I can't see you anymore and left. On the journey home, I take the most beautiful road in the country, George Washington Memorial Parkway, right on the bank of on the bank of the Potomac. For those familiar, there are many scenic overlooks to overlooks to this road. I had an insatiable desire to stop and enjoy the brisk summer evening. As I sat on the stone wall, Overlooking, overlooking the river, frogs croaking. Is this a fucking Harlequin novel? This is some incel shit. Let's go. Washington Monument, peering over the trees in the distance, DC illuminating the sky. I became overwhelmed with emotion. I gazed at Washington's monument while I sit on his road, overlooking his city. Eyes glossy, I contemplate the state of this country. How in the name, how in God's name did we reach this point? What would Washington think? I looked to the sky for answers, a sign, something. Lo and behold, the biggest shooting star I've ever seen slices through the midnight sky. I am not religious, man, but this is the closest I've ever felt to God. So I gave, a, I gave prayer a chance for the first time since I was a child. I asked God what it is I am expected to do. My business crippled. My people are persecuted. My country is tainted with corruption. As a man who swore an oath to defend the Constitution from all threats, foreign and domestic. Oh, he's an army guy. This oh, makes more sense. Okay. How am I expected to sit idly by and watch the darkness descend over the greatest nation the world has ever known? My country. And in that moment, I was given the gift of sight. A vision. I'm not going in past this any further because I feel like the FBI will be at my door when I get home to ask me questions about what I'm reading. Um, okay, he's crazy. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. He's crazy. Definitely a scout. Sniper. He needs help. Um, yeah, this is, this is all him in absence of killing. He needs to be, yeah, I mean, he needs to be taken to the VA for evaluation. I mean, his name is War Clandestine. Yeah, so this ain't Call of Duty. He's he's actually gonna like go shoot black people for real. He thinks he's a fucking Dolph Lundgren character and something. Yeah. Yeah. It's also very possible that none of that happened. There's probably there is probably no young lady climbing on top of him getting ready to to go for it. Yeah. He's crazy. That's true too. And if he did, this is not. And if it's true, this is not having the effect that he thought it would have. Because I guarantee you, we're laughing at him. 
again, if you've made it that far into the situation where y'all are actually like on top of each other, don't even let politics. That's when you just go, nah, and you keep it going. It's okay to lie in that situation. Lie after the fact. Exactly. Lie after the exactly. fact. Exactly. Like if you're already there, and she's like, "You voted for Trump, did you?" No, nah, come on. They're, they're used to us alluding questions anyway, so I'll just answer another part of the question. I right, quit playing. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Trump people aren't getting laid, and that's a good thing. Keep I, it up. That, I think that's all a part of this culture. Uh, finally being challenged and hopefully coming to an end. It also I've always said that it's not about the president who's in office, it's about the culture that they allow to happen. But this also might explain why they are the way they are. Mm. That's true too. That's the trouble. You think you think if we get them all if, if we get more of these people laid, no. then he'll stop being believed in. And no. the more he'll stop being believed in, the bigger the likelihood he'll go to prison. No, they'll feel entitled then. So it's kind of it's lose lose. Yeah, they don't they take us seriously, but they don't take us seriously. Yeah. Um, Colin Kaepernick was very clear in what he wanted um, for the outside world, and they still took it however they wanted to. Yeah. Um. So, uh, to Mister War Clandestine with the depression beard, um, tough shit. Also, authorities in Washington D.C. Please be on the lookout. Um, right <laughs> for this guy. His IP address. Yes, because uh, that's always the next part. Yeah, they blame women for not fucking them, and then they start killing people. Oh yeah, that's, that's like incel fan fiction right there. That's maximum. White people must be stopped. Uh, send your le- send your listener letters. Um, send your racist stories, your real life racist encounters. Along with your questions for myself and D. Randall, please send those to opinionswhileblack.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com. New and improved. Uh, feel free to send us messages. You can find us on social media through there. Um, you can find the latest updates for our merch. Uh, any upcoming events, that's where it'll be. Uh, we'll be right back with the listener letters and the top three STFUs. This is... Houston's most savage podcast, Pour Up. And wouldn't you know it, we are drunk. Mm. I'm rehydrating. I'm getting back to them. You're getting there slowly. Um, time for your listener letters. Okay. Um, looks like they. I, I guess they took it kind of easy on us this time around. <sighs> Thank you. Uh, you know, y'all were getting a little uh, intellectual, existential for us. You know what I'm saying, there, y'all there. getting serious out there. Um, Euphonic hit us up. Oh shit! In, from from in hiding. He wants to know: Would you rather? Would you and Randall ever do hot ones? Why or why not? Do you know what hot ones is? Absolutely, I would do it in a heartbeat. For those of you who don't know, hot ones is an ongoing uh, web series where they have interviews with certain guests and celebrities while they're eating like the hottest wings known to mm-hmm. mankind. 
trying to get through a sentence. It's also an actual game show now too. Oh fuck that! Yeah, which which makes it worse. But I, I, I've actually I've actually thought about like just doing that on an episode of our show, just because why not? But I would I would do that in a heartbeat. That's a scary situation. If you know what, it'd be one of those things where if you did, I'd do it. Yeah, yeah. If you did, I'd do it. Other than that, that it, that's a scary state of affairs. It's also a very foolish thing to do. Yes, it's a very foolish thing to do, um, especially since it, it's going to burn on its way out as well. I um, and they'll be on to doing the next job. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll be on to doing the next thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's it's. I've I've been intrigued because I've you know I've had hot shit before, but I want to see how hot it can really get. I'm a little afraid. They I, put down Idris Elba. <laughs> He's been a meme forever off that shit. All well, the hot ones people, they always make good memes. Oh, I could be Jordan be looked like he was trying to be cool, but he wanted to fight somebody. No, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a slobbering mess. I already know it. No um, shame. Give me a gallon of milk. Man, I, and to have the lactose intolerance firing at the same time. What? Key and Peel were hilarious. Dude. Yeah. That shit and they, they, they just look sick of everything. Michael B. Jordan, where he wanted to fight, he turned around and goes, as as cordial as possible. It's funny y'all can just laugh at that. Y'all just y'all can just laugh at that so casually. Like Killmonger was about to get up and get y'all the blues. You know who I laughed at harder than anybody? And this this is gonna sound problematic. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf did it, and it, it was he. I know, I know. Wait, wait, wait. He made it. He made it all the way through? I don't remember if he made it all the way through. I just remember him struggling. And it was just like... like the, it was just the funniest struggle, though. I don't know. Shia LaBeouf... Well, Shia LaBeouf got his own problems right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that. He he jumped on one of his, one of his little girlfriends he had. To my FKA Twigs? Yeah. We, we talked about that last week, didn't we? No. Oh. No. I, we sure didn't. Mm. Uh... Another case of white people must be stopped. Yeah. Um, Mimi Griffin wants to know: Did y'all watch the Bay Area versus? I did not. I was watching Euphoria. I watched it. <laughs> Randall watched it. I wasn't even going to watch it at first, um, because and, and this the crazy part is I was like I don't. I've been listening to Too Short since like '87. I've never been the biggest e40 fan i've liked a few of his joints but i've never been like the biggest e40 fan so i wasn't really interested in seeing what i thought would be a one-sided affair i actually watched the first two and a half hours of it i think that shit went off for like four hours they said it went for four hours <laughs> yeah because they what, were mad drunk dude the, the funniest part about it is they were legitimately like your drunk uncles by by the end of the first hour they were both lit and just talking and talking and talking. And at one point, Too Short was just like, I'm just going to start saying the word bitch. And those are like almost his exact words. Like, I don't give a fuck from this point on. I'm just going to start calling you a bitch. And he, he, he doubled down on the word bitch more than you've ever heard the word bitch used. Now, how long did it take them to play Blow the Whistle? They got to that by the end of the second hour. Okay. So, Fair enough. and that's when I thought it was over. Should have been. Should have been. That's when I thought it was over. 
they had another two hours after that. <laughs> one thing about the Bay, one thing I've always loved about the Bay is that the Bay, if, if I am an, if I'm a musician, especially an independent musician, the Bay Area is more supportive of its own music and its own culture than any other region I've ever been to. Agreed. And to see them out there celebrating not only themselves, but the culture of the Bay Area hip hop and, you know, bringing out people like Mr. Fab and, and all these other people that most people don't care about outside of the Bay Area. I was actually kind of like, this is dope. But also, I'm not about to sit here for four hours. I knew I couldn't do it. I knew it. I knew I couldn't do it. Let me just sit here. I was like, let me just sit here and finish before I go to sleep. <laughs> I knew what the time was. Even UFC was over early. So it wasn't like I had a whole lot of shit to be watching that night. Damn. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't catch it. I, it's not that I'm not interested. I just, I'm at a point where I don't have the level of intellectual curiosity to where I have to run to everything that's yeah. happening. Agreed. Um, I can go. I'll probably go back and watch it. You won't. No. You won't. Came and went. Yeah. Um, I know the next one that they've talked about is Music Soul Child and Anthony Hamilton. I'll check it out. I'll check that one out. That sounds interesting. I'm a big Anthony Hamilton fan. Yeah. So, um, that ought to be interesting. Music Soul Child is one of the most consistent artists in that lane. Yeah. That I can think of. Uh, that should be very interesting. And at some point, hope, uh, hopefully, at least in the new year sometime, we'll see Keisha Cole and Ashanti finally. Um, if they can stay COVID-free. Which apparently is asking a lot of Ashanti. Uh, a lot. I guess. Um, bag must not be that big. Um, Amarn wants to know what superpowers do you want to unlock tomorrow? <sighs> Had to be the superhero question. And if you're listening to the podcast, we're talking about today, December 21st. December 21st. Oh, today is Superpower Day. Oh, to, oh, when they hear this, yeah, Superpower Day. It'll okay. be Superpower yeah. Day. So you, by this time, all of you Negroes out there will have achieved your ultimate form. And you now know what super hotep powers you have um, that are coming to the surface. That this came along from dragging a hotep on on Black Twitter. <laughs> I love that this came from that. Yeah, and I love that we can take any joke or anything and flip it into a cultural event. Yeah. I love that. So it's that, finally happening. I, so and now it's happened, and now everybody swears that the eclipse is going to happen. I, you know, the 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 lit guys already have a Negro shirt. I, I saw that. <laughs> They have, they're, instead of heroes, it's Negroes. That's what we didn't talk about. Did you hear about this shit? About uh, Leonard Roberts? Name? Yeah. We didn't talk about this. Uh, we're going to talk about it real quick. Leonard Roberts, who played DL, the, the, the walk-through-walls guy on Heroes, has come out now and said that he was kind of ran off uh, the casting. Uh, because he was not getting along with his r- apparently racist co-worker, Allie Larder. I'm really surprised because she didn't, she doesn't come across that way to me. I'm, That's disappointing. I'm surprised, but also not surprised because if there's one person that he talked about that we've confirmed, there was a dozen. Yeah. There was a dozen that he was getting shit from on a daily basis. 
Um, that's my rule now. When people tell me that they've had a racist microaggression leveled at them, I assume that there are at least three more people co-signing it. And maybe that's why everything went downhill from season two on. I mean, other than the fact that it was not written well and that it was written by Jeff Loeb at a time when Jeff Loeb was not a good writer. Also true. Um, Yeah, for now, I just want to be Luke Cage. That's your power. That's my power. I want to just just be strong and bulletproof. Mm. I I want the ability to make people shut the fuck up. At all times. At, 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 At any given point. At any time. I just want to be able to think it or snap my fingers... And whoever I want to shut the fuck up just shuts the fuck up. You want a mute button? Uh, uh, just yes, a mute button. Just. Beep, beep. I I feel like we have a platform, and we we have that. We do have that. We only, but see, we can only recommend or give That's true. or direct people to shut the fuck up. That's true. We we, we can't actually take the action to forcibly shut them the fuck up. You have to shut them the fuck up on the spot. Yeah. That's what the mute button's for. Like I don't even want to have to say it. I just want to be able to go. Skip it. And just they not be any of the wiser. They just be talking. Just like the easy button from Staples. Just, <laughs> just shut up. Shut um, up. Uh, oh, Hal asked, um, "What is the first thing you're gonna do when your powers unlocked?" Make ninety nine percent of the world shut the fuck up. Um, it's gonna be quiet, y'all. I'll enforce it. <laughs> I have super strength and invulnerability. I'll I'll enforce it. I don't have anything else I do. Like, like, cause I'm not that kind of nigga. I would want to do the thing one time for Instagram, the, that traditional superhero move where you do, where you're like in, in traffic and you don't know you're in traffic and some enormous truck tries to crash into you and it's just brought to a complete standstill <laughs> like Superman with you doing nothing. Yeah. That's the kind of shit I want to do. I, you know what? I take it back. I'd also want to do the dab on the ground just to get it right because uh, cornball ass Mike Coulter let us down. Yeah, on he that did. So Luke Cage. That was tough. With that bum ass, with 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 that bum ass dab. That's when I knew that season wasn't for me. I, I I was let down. You could also just walk into a Trump rally and just slap the shit out of people. You bulletproof, so they can't fuck with you. This is true. This is true. I would slap the shit out <clears> of a few <throat> white people, and they can't what send a national guard. Fine, fuck it. Go for it. Won't hurt. I'm fine. <laughs> um, David Santiago. Damn it, David. Uh, says, normally I'd be ready to play Riddler to D. Randall's Batman, but I'm still stuck on stupid from that Mando finale. My brain cannot process new information. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. Um, uh, Arner C. Elizabeth Turner. Asked, oh, that's it? He didn't actually have a question? No. No, he okay. just he just wanted us to know how 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 good he thought Mando was. Okay, all uh, right. Which we agree, we agree. We're all in agreement. Thank you for sparing us this week, David. Arnie <laughs> yeah. um, C. Elizabeth Turner. Now she has two questions. I think one of these we'll have to like, we'll have to like research a little bit and come back to you next week. Research, because I don't know what this is. What do you think of, about the Akeem Ali freestyle on the eighty five South show? I am not a I am not a dedicated listener yet to the 85 South show. It has not made my rotation like that just yet. I did hear where the where the girls from Poor Minds have been on lately. I know they're giving uh, Lex and Drea a lot of 
a lot of publicity. Um, it runs a little long for me. I have not heard any freestyle on that show just yet. What I'm thinking is we'll listen to it at some point and uh, we'll we'll talk about it next week. I will say that if, if, if I will say I like what the 85 South show does to a point. I still don't understand DC Young Fly. Mm. Carlos Miller's funny. DC Young Fly is not. It's not. It's not. It's not. And I don't understand the allure of him. Loud and country? Like, is someone having sex with DC Young Fly? Somebody might be. That's gross. He might be paying for it. But... He very well could be. Um, the other question she asks is that now that everyone has settled into cyberpunk, what is your take on the game? I would get it, but they're not releasing it for the Switch anytime soon. Okay. Cyberpunk is Cyberpunk 2077 has been very controversial since its release for good reason. Um, after numerous after numerous delays, after numerous reports of um, putting the developers through what is called crunch which is inhuman amounts of overtime where you're not allowed to see your family. You basically sleep at the office um, after uh, bugs here and there, after a beef about the title, after a beef about the names. um, Cyberpunk 2077 released, and it was buggy as fuck. Um, Massive bugs. They don't seem very massive for me, I haven't had very many problems, but there's been reports of crashing. There's been reports of bricking consoles. And this is just on the lower level base consoles like PS4 and uh, uh, Xbox. Yeah. Um, everything after that, apparently on Xbox S it works fine. Apparently on PS5 it works fine. Oh, yeah? The, the current or last gen, um, it's looking a little questionable apparently. Hmm. I don't see much of that. And a little bit I do see I don't mind because Witcher 3 was buggy as fuck when it came out. And it turned out to be a very respectable game. Um, the game overall I think is fun. The mechanics of the game are fun. Uh, it's it's GTA meets Blade Runner. Yeah. And you get to do whatever the fuck you want in the cyberware, the cyberpunk universe. Oh, meanwhile, you have a guy you have a guy in your head talking to all, all the time that looks and sounds like Keanu Reeves. Whoa. It's totally a, a this is totally a, a part he would play. <laughs> I I've Whoa. heard yeah, so far I've heard nothing but good things about it outside of the bugs. And I I do plan on I keep pushing it back week to week. Um because I'm working on my room this week and I'm trying not to get distracted. Um Next week, if if it's available somehow, uh, I know they took it down from the PlayStation Store. They took it down from the PlayStation Store. I think physicals are still available. Okay, I may check that out. Um, like I said, I enjoyed it. I think my biggest complaint about it has been the hair choices for a, a character customization mode that is already <clears throat> so advanced. Y'all can't give us more hairstyles than that. Doing a straight baldy. Y'all ruining people's hair with these south side phase, man. Hey, man. A little patch of hair. Choose your words. <laughs> <laughs> um, as long as they don't have the booty fade. 
As long as, yeah, yeah, no, nobody, nobody really needs that. Uh, Jermaine Charles asked, I got in on the Wagadu, on the, the Wagadu Chronicles on Kickstarter. Will you put together or run an Opinions Wild Black game once it's released? Oh, this is a revisit from quite a few episodes ago. Okay, uh, the Wagadu Chronicles, Wagadu Chronicles is from, um, is a Kickstarter, is a Kickstarter game uh, that is being developed, is uh, set for like late 2021, early first quarter 2022 type thing. Uh, it's a it's a it's a role playing game from I believe the developer is Twin Drums, and they've been developing this for some time. I invested in it. A few people I know invested in it, um, and it's it's part a board game, a part a uh, tabletop game, mm-hmm. part uh, online MMO experience. And the idea from these people was that they would create an MMO uh, with all the trappings of an MMORPG, but with African sensibilities. Interesting. Uh, Randall's checking it out right now. With African sensibilities to it and all African myths instead of like Dungeons and Dragons and all that shit is usually descended from. So this is like jungles and giraffes instead of Dungeons and and Dragons. And it takes place in another dimension that is based in African lore. I read... I'm going to send you, actually, Randall, just the lore book. Mm-hmm. The lore book is extensive. And the lore book and the artwork is very interesting. I think you would find it very interesting. Uh, yeah, the, the founder is a Negro. The, can... founder is, the founder is black. A lot of the people that are working on the game are black. I will say he does not have a lot of as many black designers as I would like. Wait a minute, who are those two white people? Yeah, they're yeah, the, the actual some of the programmers and designers are white. <laughs> but the black people I've I've re- I've watched this video okay. are calling the shots. <laughs> Alright. And um I think this is very interesting. I'm involved in the uh the Discord thread for it. Estimated delivery November twenty twenty. What is it? Oh no, I see. Here we go. Q4 2021, Q4 20. Oh, the yeah. books, end of 2021, yeah. game 2022. Correct. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be in on the, I guess the alpha, maybe the alpha and the beta. Um, I wanted to add to my my pledge, but they wouldn't let me. Um, it, the artwork and all the updates they've got on what they're developing and the stretch goals are very incredible. Um this is going to be a living and breathing world. Um, I like this kind of shit. And I wish I could describe it to you as lush and as gorgeous as the designs for it look. Um, but I've invested in I've encouraged some people to invest in it. Jermaine Charles is apparently invested in it. My bad. My bad. I keep, it's all good. I keep clicking on stuff. And... Um, Will I put together like a campaign or something? So this is my first tabletop. Maybe not my first tabletop. This would be like running a campaign, all that shit. This would probably be my first tabletop. Um, I've never done that before. Uh, I don't know how good I would be at dungeon master type shit. So we'll see. And it just depends on 
you know, because I, I, hopefully I'll be, you know, de- pretty definitely I'll be working by then. And so how annoyed I am with the outside world, that it depends on that too. Um, I would probably put together a campaign or something that we can do. Uh, people that are interested, maybe. Um, or I will just, I will venture into the PC part of it and just keep people abreast of what's happening there. Right. Um, I'm excited though. All of it looks awesome. This is some pretty interesting stuff. Right. Yeah. And okay. And uh, what's interesting is this is the new way that Kickstarter is going now. This was already going to happen. This game was going to happen regardless of Kickstarter. But they did the Kickstarter thing to generate interest in it and to to make people aware of its existence. And it worked out for them. I've seen this on quite a few articles on The Verge and a couple other articles like that. Um, And, you know, to raise money to do, uh, to be able to have time to do other, other things with it that the the original budget would not have allowed for. Nice. So I'm very excited about it. I think this is a, this is a very worthwhile thing. Um, The timing is right for the market and all that shit. Who doesn't want to play Wakanda the RPG? You know what I'm saying? Y'all missed out, Marvel. Why don't we have a Why don't we have a Black Panther online? Don't tell him right now. Oh, we go we go fuck it up. Yeah, don't fuck it up for Wagadu. Because Marvel could have that shit out by summer. Marvel could have been done that. Yeah, that's true. They could just crank that shit out. Yeah. And and just steamroll steamroll this poor shit. They're like, You're right. Thanks to Oz Longworth for giving us the idea. And throw me all under the bus. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, Jermaine, for bringing that up. And I didn't mean to take so long gushing about it. Um, thank you, Arnesy Elizabeth Turner, David, uh, Hal, Amarn, Mimi. Uh, thank y'all for investing in us a little bit and uh giving us some shit to riff on um y'all, y'all know the vibes opinionswhileblack.com opinionswhileblack at gmail.com that's how you get in touch with us time now for the top three scfus who are the three people in america that need to that are cordially invited to shut the fuck up shut up number oh we have some runners up okay runner up is steven miller A.K.A. the head detective? He's still around? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently, Stephen Miller did not die of COVID. Damn it. Um, It just went to his head. uh, 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 Stephen Miller head strong. (laughs) He is is definitely head of class. (laughs) Um, Stephen Miller is back. And he's he has been on uh, I don't know he has won one of these little bullshits like Fox and Friends or some shit, um, riffing on uh, basically representing uh, his Lord and Master um, Voldemort or Donald Joseph Trump, um, talking about how they are still they still have plans to march out the uh, the whole uh, false election. Stole the election. We're gonna take this election back. Shit. Did you know Trump was inquiring as to whether he could get the military involved in taking the election back? Yeah. 
uh, at this point, I know they're just like, bro, can you can you please can someone come get your man? Can someone call him an Uber, please? Now, I had a couple of people telling me that, um, uh, in, in response to last week, that the likelihood of him going to prison is, in their opinion, not as much, but that makes it even sadder that all the things he is doing give me the vibes of someone who is going to prison and they and they and they're they're doing everything they can to put it off i feel like at this point he's just trying to stay on brand um this is steven miller talking to um people whose names i don't know and are not important uh that work for fox i think this is steve Deuce. Constitution is January 20th, so we have more than enough time to right the wrong of this fraudulent election result and certify Donald Trump as the winner of the election. As we speak today, an alternate slate of electors in the contested states is going to vote, and we're going to send those results up to Congress. This will ensure that all of our legal remedies remain open. That means that if we win these cases in the courts, that we can direct that the alternate slate of electors be certified. The state legislatures in Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania can do the same. And likewise, Congress has that opportunity as well to do the right thing. Okay. Okay, Stephen Miller. All right. Um, The top of this man's head looks like a topographical... Looks like a top graphical map of like a bird's eye view of the Million Man March being dispersed by the police. Wow. As it's being dispersed by the police. Time is not going to be kind to him. It's, it's already not been kind to his hairline. I'm just saying. I, first of all, I there's so much. It's it's one thing that that Trump cannot admit that it's over. That something in him, something in his privileged white self. I'm not gonna say soul. I'm not convinced that him nor Stephen Miller has one. Are preparing to send an alternate slate of. Um, however, it's one thing that he can't admit that it's over. No one else in his camp seems to want to admit to him that it's over. They're You're all, only going to have a job for another month. They're, no, they're all working on those pardons. That's all. All this shit is, it's just grandstanding. <laughs> they just, look, Stephen Miller's like, I'm just trying to do enough to get my pardon. Because I, I know I'm going to need that shit, too. Um, you better get it while you can. Joe ain't giving it to you. Yeah, that's that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get this shit on January 19th at the latest. to get it signed in paper, on paper. Yeah. You know, he's he's trying to, he didn't, he didn't participate in the group project. And, and now Stephen is just trying to turn his part in incomplete. Like there's nothing in the Constitution that allows for alternate electors. Nope. Like that, that, none of this shit. The it, only date in the Constitution is January twenty first, twentieth, twentieth. I don't think that's right. It could be. It doesn't. And if it is, I don't even think it matters. Actually, at this point, it doesn't even matter. We're arguing facts Just stop, people man. that that aren't that are working for somebody that's not operating <clears throat> in reality. Just stop. Just uh, Stephen Miller gotta go. This is why y'all. This is when we when we used to talk about keeping that same energy. 
four years ago when Hillary lost and you were like, Hey, just, 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 you lost. Just you accept lost. it. It's over. Like, Go bro, it, same energy, bro. Same energy. Same energy. Um, Vanessa Bryant's mother. Damn. Is dig- on the list. We digging deep for this She's one. a, she's a runner up. So Vanessa Bryant, the Kobe Bryant's widow, um, her mother is apparently suing her. Um, at some point, according to Vanessa Bryant's mother, Kobe promised her. Her being the mother. Her being the mother through verbal contract outside of Vanessa Bryant's knowing. Promised her some ungodly sum of money. A house. A car. So forth and so forth, basically. Promised her an inheritance. For her. For her. For the mother. So the now deceased Kobe Bryant. Yes. At some point. At some point. Promised the mother. The mother. In a verbal agreement. Correct. That she would get the house and some money. A house that she had been staying in. That was that belonged to them. That she had been staying in for free. No questions asked. And of course Kobe is not there. Currently at the time. To vouch for this. Because he is dead. Because he's dead. Hmm. Conveniently. Likely story. I I want to believe women. I don't buy this story. Because and I don't buy this story. I don't buy it because you're suing your daughter over it. Your daughter. Not your daughter-in-law. Your daughter. You're suing your daughter over it. If it's true, she'd just give it to you. Hmm. If it's true, she'd just give it to you. I don't understand. Oh, I understand. This is turning into an episode of Dynasty. <laughs> it is. It's turning into an episode of Dynasty where all the big-haired women just just fight each other in the foyer for no reason shit. The champagne is burned. <laughs> so, now you got this first world beef with your daughter. It just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good on paper. It doesn't look good that, we don't ha- that you apparently don't have any actual evidence to substantiate any of the things you're saying. I, um, yeah. I, I don't I don't have anything. Yeah. I, I don't have anything. Um, oh, except for. Shut up. Well, we definitely. We always have that. We yeah. always have that for you. Number three is Tyrese. <laughs> Tyrese Gibson was, was, was feeling left out of the shut the fuck up runnings for 2020. And He's been out of the conversation for a while. Yes, he should have been. He was. He, I, I believe we named him the winner one year. Possibly of, of the the Donald J. Trump uh, Award for <laughs> Excellence in Douchebaggery. Damn. Which is coming up next week. Oh, is it? Oh, end of the, end of the year. Oh wow! Maybe this week no, no it's next week. Yes, yeah, next week. Wow. Yeah, next week. Damn. Always, always a good time to, salute, to to put in your votes. That's a big one. I mean, we don't actually count votes, and we don't actually tally <laughs> votes at all. We, we barely take suggestions. But suggestions are acceptable. Wow. <laughs> um, and Tyrese was the winner. And for those of you that keep saying Trump, we retired Trump's jersey the first year. <laughs> Um, because he was so in the news and he was so, we retired his jersey. 
he's been the winner 10 times over. Uh, he was the winner. Tyrese was the winner another year, and Joe Biden, I think we made Joe Biden the winner, maybe. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I, I don't write these things down anymore. <laughs> um, Tyrese is number three this week, though. Um, Tyrese, much to his detriment, had thoughts. <laughs> Always a bad sign. <laughs> Uh, Tyrese posted this on Instagram. Random shit I think of on flights. One of my secrets for staying COVID free is I sleep with the heat on uh, 90 degrees every night. Being sleep at this temperature for 15 years, so it's nothing new. But rumor has it, if you, if you catch COVID, it doesn't survive warm temperatures. I, and people are not loyal to you. I never knew that. And I never knew that because none of it is true. Because it's not true. And people are not loyal to you. They are loyal to what they want from you. As soon as they don't get what they want, they will disappear faster than you can blink. And just leave you standing there confused, shook, and feeling like what the fuck happened. I'm a self-professed alpha empath. My My alpha was turned fragile. My alpha will turn fragile people away. When that happens, it makes me happen because I have one less person to love and care for. I had trouble reading that because a lot of these weren't sentences. Yeah. And a lot of these weren't sentences that make sense in any grammatical sense that a rational mind could imagine. Um, All that to say, I don't know what the fuck Tyrese was talking about in that paragraph. Um, You can, in fact, catch COVID in the heat. Ask anybody who lives in Texas. Any of the southern states in the U.S. would disagree with pretty much everything you said there. I don't know what I don't know what Tyrese has been up to. I don't know where he's been other than making Fast and Furious movies. I think he should keep doing that. I think sleeping in ninety degree temperatures voluntarily has a lot to do with his mind state. Um, um it's hard to know where to. It's hard to know where to go after reading something like that. I know where to go. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Shine your head and shut the fuck up, Tyrese. Really. We liked you. When We liked you when you were quiet. This has always been the problem with Tyrese. Always. Tyrese seemed like a cool-ass nigga until he started feeling comfortable enough with us as a culture to start having thoughts and opinions about the world. There was nothing wrong with Tyrese when he was just being the Coca-Cola guy. That was that was pretty much the first and last time. I remember he, was, he was the Coca-Cola guy. He was a, he was a VJ for ten minutes. We liked that. He's also the guy that almost fucked up the bag for Dr. Dre. Yeah, he did fuck up. Yeah, Never forget. Almost, yeah, that's true. He almost fucked up the Fast and Furious bag. Yeah, I actually like those movies. I want to see them keep happening. They're good. They're good escapist movies. I mean, yeah. I think if people are critical of the movies, y'all are putting too much into it. Y'all, I'll say, y'all are weird. Y'all are just as, as weird as the Star Wars fan service yeah, people. Live action Hot Wheels. All that to say, Tyrese, just shut the fuck up. Just shine your head and shut the fuck up. Shut up! Number two is T.I. You know, T.I. has been kind of an underdog sleeper person in the shut the fuck up runnings. He's always he's always been there. They're just they're just always other people who need to shut the fuck up a little bit more than he does. Right. For that week. Right. 
And it's always something that's so stupid. You just don't bother. You just you just don't bother delving into that or deep diving on it, uh, because it's so surface level stupid. Um, Tyrese got dragged in the blogs because uh, he said that the quality time he spends with his daughters is quote thought prevention hours. Which I just want to put it out there that his oldest daughter is pregnant. Which begs the question, how long has he been on a thought prevention hour? Seems Not, like never, years. Never. Like, I always think it's very interesting that Tyrese... Uh, not Tyrese. I always think it's very interesting that T.I. Is, is trying to protect his daughters from the same culture that he encourages in his sons. See, one, one thing to realize about this and way... does of, not practice himself, by the way. Right. Sorry, go ahead. One thing about this way of thinking that people also have to remember is... This is the type of thinking that if someone is in a different place with with a different level of authority and power, um, these are the types. This is the type of thinking that leads to people who, for example, create laws um, that affect women's reproductive rights. One hundred percent. Like the same, the same kind of shit. Like you got to talk to your daughter a certain way, you know, to to basically control. Her, her chastity, so to speak, when you encourage, you know, your sons to do other things. It, it's, it's the same line of thinking. Like, when we, when we talk about how certain people can become Trump voters and how certain ideals in our own communities, you know, mimic some of the other conservative ideals that y'all rally against, this is the same mode of thinking. The exact same shit. This dude is making a decision about his daughter's reproductive rights. That's what it comes down to, at, at, you know, at the end of the day. And he has no problem um, basically he has no problem with it I, I, it it and and let me just say that I, I think the thing that's hilarious and the thing that's hilarious, but the thing that's also sad and the thing that pisses me off so much about t i and the amount of time people spend dragging him. Is the reason is the root cause behind it, which is I was reading a tweet the other day that said where a woman said that they don't hate uh, cis black men or they don't hate men really in general is that they hate is they don't hate men but they don't trust anything a man, a man says or does because all their because all their life their father has been telling them. That men ain't worth a damn. Now, I understand. I understand that, and I also understand that there is a that there is a long history of men telling their daughters that men ain't worth a damn, and fuck niggas get money, which I don't. I'm not necessarily mad at either. Mm-hmm. But this revelation. I think we have to have a real conversation about nine times out of ten. We have to, because we see our parents with rose-colored glasses on, whether we like it or not. Most of the time, when you have a man that was telling you that niggas ain't worth a damn, it's because they themselves, (laughs) until they met your mother, sometimes, and sometimes beyond. Sometimes well beyond. Were not worth a damn. T.I., Tells his daughters 
about this thought prevention shit, T.I. tells his daughters about niggas as he is out here doing the same shit that the niggas he talks about do. Lil Wayne got on his daughter's ass for fucking a nigga who is who is more or less out here the same way Lil Wayne himself mm-hmm. was out here. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. It, it's it's how it is. Most of these most of these rappers and the way they talk about what they'll do, what they'll do is if a nigga if a nigga run up on their daughter, it's all guilty conscience shit. They're all they're all teaching their daughters to not be with a dude that's like them. Which the irony in that is, then why are you in a position to tell me this? <laughs> right. Every every ancient nigga that has ever had a daughter gets visited in the middle of the night. By the ghost of ain't shit niggas past. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden they wake up with a new lease on life. And they wake up and they wake up they wake up just re- murmuring, repeating, niggas ain't shit. Telling it to their daughters. But somehow it never stops them from doing the same ain't shit shit that they tell their daughters to look out for. Niggas who are comfortable with themselves, who ain't out, who ain't out here disrespecting, aren't saying this shit. They're not. They're not. They're not out here saying this they shit. Said, Find someone that's right for you. <laughs> they're out here encouraging their. They're out here encouraging their daughters to be well-rounded, kind, respectful human beings, not ladies, human beings. Yes. Yeah. Because that is the key. Because I'm one of these people, you don't have to go far to convince me that niggas ain't shit. You don't have to go far to convince me that women ain't shit. I don't think it, I, I think the planet is terrible. Yeah. I think we as a species are a flawed, horrible species. We are the pandemic. We are the real pandemic. And it's only a matter of time. Before Mark Wahlberg has to warn us that the evil trees are gonna are gonna <laughs> show up and make us all kill ourselves, I'm pretty sure it's how that movie went. Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti tried to warn us and we didn't listen. We never listened to Paul Giamatti. Um, all that to say, Ti, please shut the fuck up. Please shut the fuck up telling us about your parenting skills or lack thereof. We've watched the show. We've watched the show, and we understand the the, the fruit of your parenting skills. Cause ninety percent of your children ain't made a good decision in life. Mm-hmm. The babies are all right. The, ba- the, the, the younger, like the, the the younger younger ones are all right. But once they get once they get in school and get in and get around people, ain't made a good decision in life. Damn, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, the, the oldest daughter was at the airport with a pistol. <laughs> who else has made that goofy-ass decision other than Joelle Santana? T.I. Who shouldn't, who, shouldn't who shouldn't be an example for anything. Oh, yeah, T.I. sure did have a militia in his trunk. Yeah. Fucking idiot. I'm just saying. I'm, that, there's a whole... I could, de- I could de- dedicate a whole Opinions Wild Black special report all the fucked up decisions T.I. has ever made. Uh, but, I'm, but I'm not here for that. Um, y'all don't come here for that. Number one person who should shut the fuck up. <clears throat> we have a returning champion. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, B. Simone is back. 
Oh, that's right. I've heard of her. <laughs> you remember the last time we dragged her? Yes. Uh, B. Simone has returned. <sighs> okay, so what did B. Simone do um, to bring herself back from obscurity? Well, she's still in obscurity, but um, to bring herself back to the attention of the internets. B. Simone has a serious problem with the fact that DaBaby is dating, is openly, happily dating Danny Lay and not her. Um, and she has some things to say about it. Basically, now some of it did come off as basically she's jealous of Danny Lay because Danny Lay is fine. Um, but she went on a rant on social media that really smacked of self-hate and a lot of really just kind of kind of taking shots at black women's expense, saying that um, saying that Latin women have the upper hand uh, on black women and have all the advantages over black women, um, uh, saying that Latin women have the advantage of having been sexy since they were two. Yeah, that, that was a quote. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. She said they came out the vagina sexy, walking around at the age of two, sexy in diapers. Yeah, that's creepy. Kind of weird. Very weird. Very weird. I understand that she's supposed to be a comedian, and I, I'm not even going to say that I took offense to what she said. I, I, I just think that what she does is is still somewhat damaging because it, she didn't read the room. Yeah, she she doesn't read the room, and and it and it it plays into. Even though we say it plays into stereotypes, it does really play into things that some people do feel is the truth. Um, it, it it plays into um, you know certain levels of, of of self-esteem that people have when it comes to how they fare against other types of people. Uh, for her to say that Latin women have an, an an advantage because of their sex appeal, again, is playing into the just I think harmful stereotypes, and it's. Again, I know that she's she probably tries to come across as if she's trying to be funny. She's not funny to me, first of all. That that doesn't matter here, though. But I just think that anything that that plays into those types of stereotypes is it can be harmful, and it just stems from the fact that somebody else got a guy that probably doesn't even know who the fuck you are. Barely, <laughs> he barely knows who she is and does not care. It, and and well, that, that's the other part that's sad. And that's the other part that disappoints a lot of black women, and I don't blame them. Is that you're take is that you're you're taking all these pieces, you're taking all these shots at black women's expense, and you're taking all these cheap jokes at black women's expense, all over a nigga who don't give a fuck about who one don't give a fuck about you, yeah. Two, you're six inches taller than, and three is going to be back with his baby mama in ten minutes, right. Right, a nigga who is just not worth it, and it's and it's much easier for someone. Let's let's say it, let's say it did come down to her and Danny Lay. Let's say it did come down to those two. Um, she it, instead of her realizing that the issue may just be with her, she makes it a bigger thing than it should be. This is not Latina women versus black women, and and I'm pretty sure if you ask Danny Lay, she probably identifies herself as as an Afro Latina. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Danny Lay don't be out here giving a fuck about other people, right? So, as far as I know, so it could be that he just 
likes her and that you just are not that dope. <laughs> You're just not on the radar. Maybe you maybe you're just fucking annoying. Yeah. Like like cuz look, if I'm the baby and there are women that are attracted to the baby. If I'm the baby and I was on wilding out with a bunch of attractive funny women, I'd have tried to fuck you then. That is also true. Opportunity has been if, there. If you were if you were really down, if you were really out there like that, you know what I'm saying? If you were really popping. Y'all both have a level of access that if he wanted you on his radar, you'd be there. It was never going to be you. Mm. And here you are throwing black women under the bus, cheap, uh, basically selling black women short over a nigga who don't give a fuck about you and his relationship with a woman who don't have no problem with you? Who ain't who ain't really trying to have them? And 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 granted, she complimented Danny Lay, right? But any other woman on the face of the fucking planet would be like, "Why is my name in your mouth at all? We've never had a conversation." Any woman I know would be like, "Why is my name in your mouth at all? Thank you for the compliment, but why is my name in your mouth about my relationship at all? I've never done anything to you. You ain't you." This nigga hasn't sniffed your pussy. I don't understand what the problem is. It's goofy. It's goofy and you're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing yourself and you're throwing black women under the bus. And it's a bad look. And and, and the reason she's number one is because she had the opportunity to end 2020 with just that small speck of dignity like a grain of sand, the last grain of sand of Fantasia given to you by the, the childlike empress so you can remember that dreams still live. You had one speck of dignity in your pocket and you gave it away and you chose violence. She chose chaos. She chose chaos. And look what it's gotten you. Be Simone. Shape your eyebrows and shut the fuck up. Wow. Shut, 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 shut up. Shape your eyebrows and shut the fuck up. She's not even, Big Simone's not even a bad looking woman. She's cute. She got big titties. There's no reason. Yeah. She all right. She looks, she looks regular. You, and, you know, and you know what else I think, and you know what, on that same note, you know what, I, what else I think it is? There was some women on the timeline that, that put this out there, and I suspect it might be true. I think she feels slighted deep down because she was supposed to she was supposed to be a front runner because she light skinned. But when you play the colorism game, yep. everybody loses because there's always somebody higher on the higher up on the food chain than you. Know you. What I'm saying? Until you get up to Sade and then <laughs> I didn't know it and then she's just the final boss. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, this oh you oh you light skin? Oh you light skin with big titties? Go get this Dominican. <laughs> Go get this Dominican. That's how the colorism game goes. Yeah. Everybody loses the colorism game. I'm not sure if that's her mindset or not, but I can see the line of thinking to where she because B. Simone has always been very confident in her comedy and Talking about this particular subject, she sounds like a high schooler that thinks they're inadequate. Yeah. 
and like I said, I I still think a, a a big part of it is just comedy, but it does it does really highlight what a lot of people do, and that they project their own insecurities onto to other people instead of instead of accepting that you know what uh, maybe he just had no interest in me when the opportunity was there. They go, oh, the only reason he's with him and not she's with he's with her and not with me is because she's Dominican and I'm black and black men just don't fuck with black women like that and blah blah blah. No, you just he just he didn't want you. He did not want you. And and Start we're not there. saying that those issues are not out there as far as colorism, as far as interracial dating and why and why some successful black men date the women they date. I'm saying that I don't see enough meat on the bone to make that argument here. True. I'm just saying, because his, his baby mama is black, I believe. And he will be back with her sooner than later. And we'll be back with her. I don't, I don't remember whether or not she's... I, I, I have to get a good look at her, but um, he will be back with her. And then all this is going to sound extra stupid. Yep. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We certainly have. We've done, officially, we've done 119 Damn, of these. That is crazy. That's fucking crazy. And we're probably going to do 119 more. That is wild. And we've just only, be, like, we're going to be here. That's what's crazy. It's like, we're going to be here. And, and, uh, and I'm, always, I'm always inspired by the other podcasts that have been out here for a minute. Joe Button just celebrated 400 episodes. Damn. Like, this weekend was 400 episodes. 85 South, I think they just celebrated five years. Something like that. Five years, six years, something like that. Um, and, they've all, and they made it. 85 South, shout out to them. They got the bag. They're, they're, they're the, they're, it's their game to lose in Atlanta. Um, and I, so, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm inspired by the sense of community I've built amongst the listeners. I'm inspired by what we've done here. I'm inspired by the fact that we're only going to do more mm. and that we're, we're, we're evolving this program um, to be more accessible and um, to build more and to make it easier for you guys to help us build a sense of community. Um, I will say real quick before we go, I'm not going to clubhouse guys. Guess what? <laughs> I actually joined yesterday. I have an account as well. I mean, I I literally sat in a clubhouse room with a couple friends who were teaching me how to use it. And I was like, okay, thanks for the talk. <laughs> See y'all later. <laughs> look, it's, look. Because some people were trying to convince me that this it would be good for the brand to move. Not move, but for the brand to try to do some content. On Clubhouse, even if we just broadcasted on Clubhouse, which is not a bad idea. I just my I think my thing with social media is that I don't think the the culture that is being cultivated on Clubhouse really fits with the with the brand. I have I as a journalism major have been to a bunch of networking events, mm-hmm. have been in all those spaces. And everything about Clubhouse and the people that it attracts just smacks of people trying to get on. Influencers, yeah. pseudo-celebrities, people desperate to get on. 
it, which it, has just never been my scene. It's re- and we'll talk more about it offline. But for me, my initial impression of it is these are people with audiences who want to have a more focused and responsive audience. So they right. instead of them putting out a message to thousands of people at a time, they want to have a conversation where they know a couple of hundred people are listening directly to them. Sure. If that makes any sense. So it, sure. it, it is, um, I can see the benefit in it. I can also see where very, very quickly it's going to become something that's un- unappealing to a lot of people. Oh, the celebrities and the influencers already got their claws. Yeah. There's, there's a whole room like Lakeith Stanfield was moaning on, was moaning on the phone. I learned of moan rooms and there's, and women are just moaning back like fucking mating calls. Women were moaning for Cash App on a, in a Wiz Khalifa room. There, I I heard about ways to monetize. There's a <laughs> there's apparently a lot of tricking happening and in I, Clubhouse. There's a lot of recording happening in Clubhouse. Yeah, that's what's bothering me is that the people recording to get seen on the blogs has already gotten there. Yeah, and I I don't like that aspect of it considering that it's 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 direct. And there's no edit button. You can't edit mm-hmm. your thoughts. So you're not editing or processing your thoughts for clarity. And I think yep. the last thing we need on social media is for people to be talking more and thinking less. Especially in a, in a thing that's considered to be, by some, to be a safe space to have those types of conversations. Oh, if that was supposed to be, oh, that's over. Yeah. If that was supposed to be a safe space, that's over. I mean, y'all might, y'all might get a Facebook Live out of us or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll do a live. We're, we're gonna do. We're gonna figure out a way to do some, like maybe in twenty twenty one. Maybe we'll do like a once a month live or something. That he, might. That might, we'll, we'll work on it. He said it. I did. I did. I did. He said it. Uh. Well. Yeah. We'll work on something where you get visuals out of us, uh, once in a blue moon or something. We'll see what happens. Are we gonna let people call it? Yep. No. <laughs> maybe. I mean, we can. We got. We have the ability. We do. We do. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're gonna figure all this out. I love how this. I love how this podcast just everything about this podcast just gets developed in real time. Yeah, on air. I love it. Um, but we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Um, until then, episode one nineteen. Yes. Of opinions while black, this has been. I am Oz. Man, your boy D. Randall. Man, I told you, man, before, man, go down, man. We out here, man, this sunny side fool. <laughs> Aye. And as always, forever in party, titties. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, man. I, I, I need to go back to code switch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>